The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Alley Colbert Show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Allie Colbert Show. Thanks for joining the program. I'm your host, Allie Colbert. Hello, all. How are we doing? I'm having a severe allergy attack to the dog we are fostering this time. His name is Fabian. You've seen him on my social medias. We call him Leo. Everyone knows him as that cute dog in the coffee shop who's getting his balls cut off tomorrow morning. That's right, Leo. You're staring me in the eyes, and I don't think you're processing the fact that you are losing your testicles in 12 hours. The fact that I keep finding myself living with a dog. Look, I understand that in this life I'm not a victim. I am the sole uncontested author of my life, but why am I always surrounded by dogs why am I not boundaried when it comes to inviting canines into my home? Why am I always cleaning up the shit of a mutt that we found on the ground? Okay, so these are the questions I have. He's very sweet. He's very adorable. He whines in an endearing way. I don't know why I'm sharing this with you, but I'm looking at him in his little in his little trailer park eyes. He was found in a trailer park and I'm thinking about him. Anyway, uh, a few things going on this week, folks. Julian and I have implemented, uh, since our last podcast episode, a new practice, um, which is meant to reduce our uh, conflict in relationship. And what the practice is, and Julian can vouch for this um, when I unlock her from the chains in my basement, is that if something offends Julian or if something offends me, and not in the sense of like I'm offended by that joke, but if something comes up where like, I am unsettled by this. She's unsettled by this. That's uncomfortable. I don't like that comment. We've returned to what we did in stage one of our relationship when things were going swimmingly, stage one of our relationship, which is we laugh and walk out of the room. That is the new method. I'm going to save everyone tons and tons of money on couples therapy, on counseling, on whatever, whatever else, on hours you're spending on your friends asking what to do, on conversations you're having with your partner. Folks, this is the key to a healthy relationship. Agree with your partner that if something is said that you don't like, you can laugh and leave the room. Laugh and leave. Double L, folks. Laugh and leave. That has been working for us uh, swimmingly. We've been the best we've been. And what I think it removes, and I was talking to Julian about this, is that when we first met, a lot of the things about me 
and I'll say the same, you know, I'm, fo- I'm this is my perspective, but Julian has her own perspective. And until she has a podcast, no one cares, right? No. When I first met Julian, a lot of the things I said, whether they were very opinionated or whatever, you guys get me, you guys get me better than anyone else. She would laugh at them. She found it to be amusing. How funny that this girl is so insane. How funny that these opinions are so intense, so severe, so volatile. What an unstable human. Ha ha ha. That's that's what was going on. And we would laugh together and we'd move on and we'd get lunch. Suddenly, at a certain point in the relationship, I don't know if this is 10 months in, nine months in, the things that once amused you about your partner are starting to upset you. Wow. Am I really with someone who feels that way? Am I really with someone who thinks like that? And so we're reinstating the original framework of the relationship where if something doesn't like you about the person you're dating, ha ha ha, ha ha ha, I love you, you love me, carry on, carry on thinking whatever, you know? If I hate the neighbor, I do not hate the neighbors if you're listening. If I hate the neighbor and want to complain about them and that bothers you, Okay, haha, that's my thing to hate. You don't need to become engulfed in that. We don't need to bring each other down all day long. And that's what relationships are about. Bringing each other into the depths of hell, into our emotional black holes. I wanted to talk about how I'm seeing all these posts about there's a same-sex kiss restored uh, to, to the Toy Story prequel. People are getting upset that Buzz Lightyear... Uh, is no longer giving Woody a rim job. So listen, folks, here's the deal. I'm gay. I believe that every single person in this world should be gay, right? Obviously, uh, I think that, you know, no, I think you should be able to say gay very much. uh, I'm very much in alignment with say gay. But as far as, you know, whether or not Woody should be allowed to kind of jerk Buzz Lightyear off, and teabag his balls in the Toy Story prequel, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Because I don't have the most vivid memories of Woody fingering Jesse in the first few. Um, But maybe I'm missing something. Okay? Maybe I'm missing something. Did Woody and Jesse French each other in the first few? And obviously, guys, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. But... Whether or not Snow White in the uh, return of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves should be allowed to engage in a gangbang with all seven of the dwarves, a verbal gangbang where they each come on the prettiest face of them all, I don't know, you know. And, you know, one million moms might protest that because it's important to see that that sort of love. I'm joking. Don't get upset. Well, that's not what same sex. I know. I know. And if you're confused, don't listen to the podcast. So that's how I wanted to start off this show by saying, don't listen to the podcast. Um, And I thought that would be a great message to start us off. Today, we have an amazing episode. It's truly incredible. These episodes are just getting better and better and better. This is the best podcast out there right now. And I can say that with full confidence. This is better than every podcast in existence other than the podcast of our guest, Ashley Hesseltine from Girls Gotta Eat, podcast icon, dare I say. She's a podcast icon. Ashley and I talk about face filters, short kings, bisexuality, not having kids, how to bring up threesomes, and more. It's a great episode. Enjoy it. Tag us in your favorite moment on Instagram, 
on whatever other app you have. Clubhouse. I don't fucking know. You Do something. Share the podcast with a friend, with a family member. Hey, I loved this. Oh, my God. This was funny. Listen to this moment. Do that, please. It's supportive. It is supportive of my dreams. And if I can support your dreams back, let me know how to do so. And I'll think about it. You guys, thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Are you saying that you you watched my face change? Is that what I you're wa- saying? I watched the filter go on and off. Okay, so this is pretty crazy. And again, yeah. like I just realized in real time that the the touch up my appearance was off on my Zoom. Going to have right. a serious serious talk with our assistant about this and how this went wrong. And maybe uh, that's why you're single. This is a fire. <laughs> this is a fireable offense. I've been yeah. I've been doing Zoom dates for years now. No, I'm <laughs> I, I just never stopped when I was in quarantine. You prefer them? I heard some people saying they prefer them, and they're like, "It's easy. You weed out people that way." I'm like, "Yeah, you also like are weird that way. Like if you keep doing Facetime dates." But I get not wanting to waste your time. I know, and that is. I've talked about this a lot because you just really don't know how someone's voice is or how they like walk and talk and carry themselves and act yeah. in, a so- in a social setting. Like I really got to a point where I just went out with a few guys and their voice was so terrible that I did feel like I wouldn't have really gone out with them otherwise or like their general demeanor. What's a t- like high pitch? Like a fair so- to say? I mean, I went out with a guy that had the voice of Michael Jackson and like the it, when I and like the, the hello. Ashley, like the, it's the so tone. nice to see you, Ashley. <laughs> That's what I, the, like, the tone, the softness, like a really just. Right. The voice of a pedophile living in an abandoned amusement park with little children and a an feral ape. That was my, how Michael Jackson ended his life. Yeah, that's right. fair that you don't want that voice. Yeah, and so. And oh, you wet for me, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, in the, bed, in the bedroom. <laughs> and oh, he, he was. Whose pussy is that, Ashley? It's my pussy. Sorry, I don't know. And his his text game was so good. Like he had wow. He had good banter. He, knew he needed that. He was like six five, and so to show up, and I'm like, what's the catch here? Because I feel like there's, you know, you what what there's. I just feel like I'm so jaded by New York. I'm like, there's a catch. There's something quote right. unquote wrong or something that I'm not gonna like. And it was Obviously. he started speaking, and I was like, oh, this is it. We figured it out. That's horrendous. Well, I see one workaround for that. Is if you don't want to do if you don't want to do a FaceTime date, what you can do is you can send a voice memo or well, hoping to get a voice memo back and then right. read it, read them out that way. Right. So, I mean, we we joke that Hinge like just listens to our podcast, which they do probably. But they like added the voice feature because I right. was talking I was talking about this for a while, this like voice, it's not catfishing, but you know what I mean? Like voice fishing, you, you don't know someone's voice and then they show up and you're like, this isn't just. A disaster. And I'm also big on voices. I've talked for a living. Voices are important to me. You know, mm-hmm. some people don't care as much as maybe I do. So it's not th- really about having a great voice. It's about just don't have a fucking weird one. Right. <laughs> yes. But they added that feature. And I mean, I liked that feature. It's wild. What yeah. some people do with it is wild. What some men do with it is just what, is, what are men doing with it? Because I, I went on my sister's app and I helped her with her profile and there's you could be really fun with it. Like I remember there was there was a prompt that was like dating me is like and then we mm-hmm. did the voice feature and we were like, but like what is the What are men doing on there? It can't be it can't be creative or interesting. <laughs> well, so I feel like there's really a, a huge spectrum. And so there's the like one 
far side that like a guy just it's like so what are you into and he's like cars and like that's it and like it's he's not joking like it's oh, just they, a, it's like a one word it's so boring the one word like yeah it would just cars. there's no <laughs> yes or like trucks. what are you what are you competitive about everything like that's everything it. and it like goes like that's so yeah. awful and then they're i can't like, believe that's serious the first one that i really loved that went viral was this guy singing in the jungle the mud and he was doing like oh we what oh we what he was singing the song was really funny and I, then there were some that were disgusting like one people were sending them to me like girls were sending them to me and this guy just like was taking a shit it was i don't know it was his farts and his poop dropping it was unbelievable his poop dropping is the sounds of the swimmers hitting the pool is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. Yes. There's wow. not. How do you send that? Is it of their screen recording? You're saying? Yes. People, we talked about this on our show and people were sending me their screen recordings. And then I think, you know, I was seeing a lot on TikTok and I don't know that I agree with like putting someone's like face and name on, on that and making Social. fun of them. Yeah. yeah. No. Like it feels a little like, okay, that, that person I mean, but I don't know. I don't know if, what people Listen, that person shit on a dating app and they deserve privacy. <laughs> <laughs> but then I've, I've seen people just the latest trend, maybe in the last like month or so is someone will just play a song. So you're kind of like listening to a song, like as you scroll their profile, which is like very MySpace vibes, you know, which I like That's to hear, Raya, you know, I know. And I just don't, I did so it for, for a while and I just couldn't get down with listening it. who can't get on Raya. When you're a member of the elite segment of society, we actually have that as a feature on our dating apps. The thing I didn't like about Raya was that was all it was. It was just a slideshow with pictures that you think you look hot and set to music. There was no personality. There were no prompts. I couldn't tell if people were like, horrible. it's a horrible well, app. Are you on it? No, are I'm you, in a relationship. A girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, but were, but were I, you on it before? I mean, well, you know what? I'll be honest. I'm still on it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you. You know, I was on, I was, I liked being on that app and I'm, this is true. This is, I'm not for sugarcoat. I liked seeing what famous people were on that app. Sorry yeah. if that makes me a Hazier, whatever the fuck. Is that what it means? Like a bra, an ass kisser in Yiddish? I don't know. Marshall, let me check that. Cause I don't want that to be a slur. So if that makes me someone that whatever. So when we started dating, I switched it to just for friends. And do I fuck anyone off that app once in a while while I'm dating my girlfriend? Sure. sure. Oh, okay. You guys but are an open. No, open... I'm joking. We don't, oh. we don't, I don't cheat on her, but, and we're not open, but I do see who's on that app sometimes. And I've connected with some cool people since I've moved to LA and we've like gotten coffee and talked about like various projects. So it's oh. been, help. it's been fun in that way. It's kind of like a sexy LinkedIn for me right now. I love that. And I'm the same where like I got on it and I was so excited and I just was like screenshotting the famous people. And of course I got like in trouble like day one. Got I think I, I got banned. Like they were like, that's number three. Like, what are you doing? Like I couldn't. Right. Did you get so, kicked off? I didn't get kicked off, but it was like the warnings. I feel like kept getting a little more serious <laughs> and I don't like I I wasn't trying to. I couldn't like help myself because it's such a natural thing to screenshot. Totally. You're like, this is John Mayer. Like, I, I want to take yeah. a picture. Yeah, I yeah. get that. Did you go on any dates off of Raya? Uh, no, never. I mean, I no actually, dates. I don't really prefer dating app. Like, I think dating apps are wonderful. I have a podcast about dating. I think that they're great. We talk about them all the time. They all have, you know, their different benefits and drawbacks, I think. But it's just not my preferred way to date. I never went on a date from Raya. I've mostly just, 
I kind of abandoned Bumble years ago. I didn't really like making the first move and then like getting rejected, like not getting, you know, picked like or responded to. I mean, you know, like it, it just was like, that's it awful. Started, it's and then I have been on a bunch from Hinge, but I've actually never been on a second date from someone I met on a dating app. It's just not really how I prefer to meet people. How do you and, do it in, in real IRL? Yeah. I mean, it, lately, I mean, I met a guy recently at, at a show, not a lot of guys come to our shows, but every once in a while they do. And they get, you know, they get a lot of they attention. Do. It's like one in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you know? Um, and <laughs> like friends setting me up or like, yeah, I like setups. We did a whole episode on that recently. I'm, I'm into that. And I just, it's, it's not so much like meeting someone in a bar. I'm trying to think of the last time that happened. It's just different just various ways of like once one degree of separation or something like that. Like, right. I just, I like, I don't know the apps just aren't, it's just a, such, it's just a stranger. You have no idea what it feels so rare that people really meet and like connect, connect and date long-term from an yeah. app, but it, but it happens obviously all the time. Yeah. And do you find dating fun? Because I remember when I was single, like I found it to be really fun to be on the apps and swiping. But then I think after a while, people get fatigued from the whole thing. Yeah, I or, what, or whatever, meeting up with people that you're set up with. Yeah, I, I had so much fun when I moved to New York. The first really awesome date I went on, maybe like a month or so after I moved here, I met him in person. He came, I was with a, about with a bunch of girls and they had some guy friends come and it was wonderful. It was like so fun. It was such a perfect first, like move to the city date. We went to a bunch of different places, went on a couple app dates, had some really good dates. Like I really do think it's such a great way to see a new city also. And like, I, I was having guys take oh, me on, like, take me to places that I would like take dates, you know, later, like other people later. So I was just getting to learn the city. I mean, I'd been to New York a million times and I was like, you know, exploring it on my own, but I just had some guys take me to some really awesome places and like, never saw him again. And it was like a great night. Like I really had yeah. such, such a fun time. And then I've had moments, like I was trying to date, trying to, I guess I technically was dating like, you know, in 2020 when people, you know, we had like FEMA tents on the street and we were like, you know, going right. dining outdoors. And right. I just hit my max of like, I can't do this anymore. I can't like sit in a tent with right. a stranger until so I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this until we get back inside. Cause that I was still, I, would, I don't need to go for a walk with a stranger and then ask them when they were tested. Yeah. So I was like, I'm, I'm out until this feels a little safer. Cause I was yeah. still, I mean, I was still like, I think people were excited to meet people and like sit on the sidewalk. And I did it a couple of times and I had a few good experiences, uh, especially in the summer the when sidewalk. I did yeah. in the bus lane, like we're just cool, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, the dark times. Lane but I've had like moments where I'm like this disappointment like compounds and then you have a few disappointing situations back to back and you're like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. And then you have something really fun happen. I mean, now it just kind of ebbs and flows, but I yeah. do think that dating is fun. And I think if you're not having fun, you take a break. Right. Or, or and- try something different. Like try, you know, if you ask somebody to set you up, like whatever it is, like do, do something different. If you're like, I'm so fatigued from dating apps, like let's try something new. Right. Like masturbate and go hang out with your friends. Take a break. We're going to bench you for a little bit. (laughs) You got to bench yourself. If you're not out there playing the game with intention, why don't you take a walk around? We don't have to be on the team right now. Find a hobby, you know, do whatever. Totally. You identify as bisexual, right? No. (laughs) You don't? No. Why did you think that? Why did I think that? I think you told me that. Well, we'll cut this this part. (laughs) 
I just actually, I don't have any notes on that. I just thought was you were talking. You're not bisexual. I'm not bisexual. I feel like I'm like the last was there a blip straight of, person. Was there a blip of bisexuality in your life? Uh, no. Where but am I coming up with this? From Raina? Someone said she's bisexual. <laughs> really? <laughs> I feel like I'm like the last straight person. You know, and, and when I heard that, by the way, I thought, no, she's not. And then I, I thought, I, I oh, well, I'm having her on my podcast. I'll ask her. All I right, really, well, this will all be cut out. I don't care. I mean, I also feel like I would do great with women. I feel like would better than. Yeah, it's funny because I was just thinking she doesn't really talk ever about dating women for someone who's bisexual. <laughs> I, I was about to say for a bisexual, why don't you ever date women? I feel like you should not cut this. <laughs> I can't. But who told me you're bisexual? I would actually there's a huge rumor going around. No, I'm joking. I, can you keep it going? I would makes me yeah. so much like edgier or cooler than just some okay, like, straight, so you're straight classically white girl. straight. Okay, so I want to talk to a straight woman about this. What are your thoughts on Pete Davidson? (laughs) I have so many thoughts on Pete Davidson. Like, where do you want me to start? Like, what angle? Tell me about what you think about him dating Kim Kardashian. Oh, my God. So I just think it does make sense to me. Well, so I I talk about I like talked about this last night for probably an hour. I just always I'm so enthralled with Pete Davidson. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing in my head about the idea that I gaslight all of my guests into being bisexual. Like everyone says you are. Wait, was that all a, a ruse? No, no. I'm just thinking like, it sounds like that's what I do. Like I ask all my guests if I'm like, you're gay, right? They're like, no, we have like a whole breakdown on the podcast. Like I try and make everyone gay. It's so sick. No, I'm you, had a, so, you had a thing last night about Pete Davidson. Go on. It just came up. I was like hanging out with some friends. So I think that Pete Davidson, I really do understand the appeal. I think that I'm going to be completely honest. Pete Davidson at five, eight would date nobody like he height is part of it. He's yes. this like tall person. He's funny. Women love funny guys. He's a comedian. He also has, you know, a, a, admittedly some mental health issues, depression. You know, he lost his father. I think he has like a, a thing with women that want to save somebody or, you know, make them happy. And he's like a bad boy, too. He's got all the tattoos and it's really like a specific mm-hmm. type. And it it feels like typically is the type that like you go through a phase. It's kind of like this bad boy phase, or it's this like kind of broken comedian phase and not saying that he's not a great partner. I don't, I don't know. But I think that I do understand the appeal of him and like how he lands these like beautiful women. I mean, it's just so crazy because the, his rise to stardom from dating Ariana Grande was just like crazy. And then it just kept getting like, after that, Snowball. it was Kate Beckinsale. You're like, what? You know? And then it was the the girl from Bridgerton. Like, it was just like, oh my goodness. Like this guy's an A-list like boyfriend. And Kim Kardashian is obviously like the final frontier. And I, (laughs) like I could, when I will admit, I just felt like it couldn't have been real at the beginning. You know, I was like, I feel like this feels like a stunt, like Courtney and Travis, Travis have all this attention. I was going to say also, and like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, like this feels like what people want. They want this tattooed bad boy vibe. And this would be great for Kim and take attention. You know, she's on the rebound from Kanye. And so it just, she's been on SNL. Everybody thought she was like, quote unquote, funny or whatever. And I just felt like it seemed stunty and I didn't think it would last. And like, here Mm -hmm. we are. And that was like uh, Halloween, right? They were spotted on like a Halloween thing. Roller coaster. It's been a, a minute. Right. I mean, can you imagine them? Talking oh, also the like the, also the, the big dick stuff. I, I, I'm sure he can fuck. And like, I feel like big dick energy started with Pete Davidson. That's how it all started. So anyway. Yeah, he did. He did. That, he was the originator of BDE. For sure. Because people were like, how can this guy land all these women looking like he does? I mean, I think that 
he's a specific type of look. I don't necessarily find him like attractive, but like I get it. And Kim is LPE, loose pussy energy. (laughs) So the, the thing with Pete, though, is like, I can't imagine him. And I think, I, you know, I haven't really considered meaningfully his height. And you're so right that his height's a big thing for him. He's that's kind of he like he gets to lean into like, look at me. I'm a big scarecrow. I like this is not a, a short shaming thing at all. Like I, I really try to steer clear of that. I'm a tall woman. I'm 5'10". I okay. want a guy that's at least yeah, my I'm height. not short. I'm not short shaming folks. No, no, no. I, I just want to make it clear. But I am. I didn't know I that was a thing. Certain that Pete Davidson at 5'8", or even 5'9", would date none of these women. I am sure of it. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, he gets to look... When you're that tall, your spookiness gets to be, like, badass. It's a a vibe. If you're tiny with that face, you're like a garden gnome. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, he's ugly. He's, like, ugly hot. But you've got to have the size. Right. You're, You're so... You're really... You're right on the money with that one. But I'm wondering, Pete talking on the phone to Kim Kardashian, like... Kim, like, you know, whatever. You know how he sounds like he's always swallowing down smoke from his <laughs> joint? Yeah. And she's just like, Pete, like, what are you doing? Stop. And he's like, no, what? What, Kim? I, I mean, this is the stuff I think about. Like, I'm not a, a huge fan of the Kardashians. I think as of late, I just hated the stuff Kim Kardashian was saying about women not working. I fucking hated it. But I am I mean, still invested. Get and your I, ass up and work. I hated it. I hated it. I have great advice for women in business. Kim, excuse me. And it just, if she would just recognize the leg up she had in the world and the privilege and being born into this specific type of family, sex tape aside, I'm not even going to bring that into it. Like, I feel like she'd be so much more likable. People would be like, wow, okay. At least you can recognize that you were born with a head start. (laughs) Right, right. I hear it was just like, no one wants to work anyway. But I still, that being said, not being like a huge fan of her or the family, but can respect, you know, the hustle. I just think about Kim and Pete all the time. Like, what are they talking about? What are the conversations like? Like, what's the sex like? Like, I I really... Let's move on from Pete Davidson and more into kind of when you figured out you were a lesbian. No, I'm joking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so someone someone wrote in with a question that I, I, I wonder what they're talking about. So they said, Ashley will understand what this means. What is the girl version of short zipper king? Oh my God. Okay. And what so, is short zipper game? Cause I, I'm not sure what she's referring to. <laughs> so it's just like a total inside joke from our podcast. So, I mean, I feel like short King is having a moment like that, that term. Yeah. That, yeah. That was a kind of a thing. I feel like it we faded out, but maybe it's, we still didn't. I'm not even sure if it's like trendy. I think it's here to stay. I think it's like, I'm dating a short King. I'm dating a guy that's like, not, no you know, you're tip, you're tall, you're t- tall, hot guy, tall, dark and handsome guy, but right. he's like amazing. And he, you know, eats pussy great. And I, he's awesome and funny or whatever it is. So yeah. it, it, we didn't come up with short King. I want, I don't get it twisted. I feel like people tag us sometimes. We're like, we didn't make that up, <laughs> 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 but basically like we were in Austin and we were hanging out at the Soho house, like on the rooftop. And these two guys came up to us. I was, it was Raina and me and our assistant Bella. And they just, they approached us. I mean, it was great. It was like, nice to see that you just come up to someone in the wild. And the, the, it was a guy that was a shorter guy with his tall, very hot, hot friend. And we could talk about what happened with the friend too. And his pants (laughs) had Mm -hmm. zippers, had zippers at the knees. Like, I don't know if they were like breakaway. Like, I don't know what he was like zippers going vertically down. Did the pants end at the knee? 
No, they were the, the, the zippers were horizontal on the knees. Got like it. you would, you would open them up to like air, get a little air, like to catch Got a it. breeze, to catch Got a breeze. It. And like yeah, a knee breeze. Yes. And like one was, <laughs> we were like watching him before he approached us from the other end of the pool. Like, look at that guy's like knee zippers. Like it yeah. just was. So we, when we told the story, I just called him short zipper King and like it did it. It's turned into like a podcast thing, you know, I mean, but that's to define short zipper King. I mean, he was, a he was shorter. He was confident. Like he obviously he was confident in his, did he get with one of you girls? No, he actually got a little too, like, <laughs> he got kind of like weirdly too comfortable and sexual with Raina, like too quick. And, wow. it, and it, and it turned her off. And I was talking to his friend and the thing with his friend has been like a whole journey. Like he, it's just, we never went out. We were going to, and then he just like, I don't, he didn't ghost me. Cause he just kind of disappeared for two weeks and then came back around and just was like, Hey, so let's get drinks in 10 days. Like it was wild. And I was like, I have no patience for this. And then I heard that he told someone I ghosted him. So a month after our last correspondence, I just hit him with a ghost emoji. You oh, know, you just was, sent him one. I just sent him a, I was like, I don't know if he picked up on it. I didn't say, I heard you just I, like I ghosted that. you. Yeah. And then I was, I was like, we should get drinks. And we went back and forth a couple of times. We had, so I think you I would, sent the ghost emoji and then said, let's get drinks. Yeah. I said, I, yeah, I was like, I would still, I'm not, that's not somebody I would seriously date probably, but I would go out with him. Like it's, he's hot. And I think it's funny and never happened. No. So then like, he, he wrote back to me. I mean, it's just, I don't think, I don't know. Like maybe he'll hit me up in, an, in like two more weeks with some. Was this recent? We met in January and then it, this whole dance happened and like the go I sent him the ghost emoji maybe two weeks ago mm, okay so I, yeah, think it's, it's I think it's about it's about time for him to resurface oh, okay maybe he'll maybe he'll do like a surfer he's like sliding in like yeah, maybe he'll that would be good it's interesting that men get to have like short king things like that when women don't really get to have like anything like that right well the whole thing was with a short king is like it's kind of um <laughs> it's like complimenting guys because you know notoriously women like to not say they don't want short guys. You know what I mean? Like it's not right it's not frowned upon. If anything, it would be the opposite would be like a really tall woman or something, right. but that's not right. Also the, the short, um, but we're really tall women. Do you, don't you feel men love really tall women? I mean, you're a really tall woman. I yeah. mean, you're tall. Would you yeah. say you're really tall? Um, no, I just yeah. like, I think, I mean, I'm five ten, So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but I mean, my, you know, my, my sister-in-law, she's six two. I mean, she's significantly taller than me. And yeah, I think tall women are gorgeous and beautiful. And I like, who wouldn't want that? But I guess you're, it's, it's just, if you want somebody your height, your dating pool is a little smaller. I mean, my right. dating pool is smaller. If I want somebody that's 5'11", 5'11 plus, but the, the short King thing kind of blew up too. This party went viral on on Instagram and everywhere, and it was actually at Clemson, which is where I went to college, and it was a short king party. And so it was, I think it was guys five nine or less, and the dates all had to be five ten plus. And so I love this, and I oh do my think god, I, I'm seeing this more in like TV and just media of like shorter guys with taller women. You know, I just I I love to see it. I also want to talk about your how you don't don't want to have kids, and you're open about it, just because I feel similarly about mm -hmm. like basically my question around you don't want to have kids i know you're probably tired of talking about this but i talk about it forever okay great 
But, you know, to me, the idea of raising a child sounds like a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you have to wake up in the middle of the night and like wipe them and like pay for them. It's like, who are you? I don't want to you don't be my plus one. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I I also like tread cautiously with this topic, too, because I know so many women so desperately want kids and like my even friends of mine and they're trying and it's really, it can be really heartbreaking. And I know people just desperately want children and that's great. I just totally, don't, this is totally my opinion, but, but like, it's, so it's like, I like to preface. I like to say that before I say that it's a, my nightmare. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I right. don't want to be like so flippant. Cause I think obviously we need to procreate and obviously it's, I, I, you know, I'm so glad my mom chose to have kids. So I, but it is for me, it like, feels like a nightmare. Like it feels like no part of it. I want like nothing appeals to me in the whole process from conception to uh, adulthood. uh, Yeah. I mean, and this is something I talk about a lot on the podcast is that my girlfriend is 36 turning 36. She wants to have kids yesterday. And this is a really impossible situation that we're in right now of me expediting my thing. Like I always told myself that I was never, I don't feel like biologically compelled to have children. I don't have like my uterus, like exploding being like, put a baby in me. And I've been thinking about what it would look like if I have kids earlier in my life. So like in a few years, and it's like very hard to imagine. And I, I don't know why I'm inviting you into this conversation because you're not going to encourage definitely not going to be like, do it, go for it, girl. But it really sounds like just so disastrous, like how the responsibility. I mean, to me, it's like would be a disaster if I was with somebody and they were like, I want kids. But I really got to talk about that before I even go down a road of like having feelings for somebody. I I like to get it out of the way because I what I don't want. I, I don't I don't even like if I'm on an app, I don't if a guy has said want kids, like, don't want kids, it doesn't say don't want kids. I, I don't know. I guess I could put that on there. I, I just don't. I feel like if someone wrote, they decide to do that field and they say want kids, I would X out because it means it meant enough for them to put, to it put in. that on there because it's optional. But I mean, I don't know. I also joke sometimes that like I really do like kids and I am dying for my brother to have kids and I'm, I'm ready, ready to be an aunt. So I sometimes joke that like, I could be a dad. Like I could be a good stepdad. I like, always say that. Do you I feel like you dad. could be a dad? Yeah. Yeah. Like, my girl, my, I would have a stay at home wife who's raising the kids. So I could see the kid, you know, whenever I want on the weekends, <laughs> I mean, but th- at dinner. No, I mean, I wouldn't be the primary caregiver that was at home every day, every minute with, the, with the child. I would still be present to their upbringing, but I would not, I don't want to be a mom. I do not want to be a mom. I could potentially be a father. That is, I could maybe too. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to be the, and, and also that is not going to say that dads aren't involved and stuff. I just mean, I mean, obviously I feel like the best households are totally equal. And, but I mean, t- typically there is probably a primary caregiver and it, it feels like sometimes that's a role that a woman wants to play or a, fa- or, or a man wants to play. I mean, I definitely know stay-at-home dads. Like I, I know couples where, the man wanted a child more or, you know, the other woman, like whatever kind of relationship we're talking about right. and kind of offered that up. Like I'll do more, yeah. you know, yeah. like I, I yeah. want it more, I'll do more, you know, so it, it can work out either way. I mean, like worst case scenario, both parties are like, yeah, let's do it. It'll, we'll split, we'll split it all. It'll be like, you know, totally equal. And then someone gets kind of fucked, but how would you guys have a baby if you had one? 
she she wants to carry. She would carry. It would be her egg. And I would find the best sperm available. Love that. That would be fun. And that would be very fun. And, you know, we're, we look we are looking at sperm. We have looked at sperm. Pete Davidson. And, and we're looking for Pete Davidson. But I don't want to say too much because he's a very good friend of the pod. And no, he's not. He, no I mean, I'm looking at that. But, you know, my, we, we have different attitudes, my girlfriend and I. So, for example, we're fostering this dog right now. He's very cute. I'll show you him after. But oh God, yeah. I, I've always been a dog person. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I can have a dog and I'm, I'm happy to deal with the responsibility of a dog. And you know what I love about dogs is you can leave them in cages. Yeah. It's like so different. Like, I don't even yeah. think I think like, the only the only thing that compares a teeny bit is potty training a dog. And I've never done that either. I've really? got my dogs just ready to go full grown, full trained. Like, right. You got it I going on. I don't even want to do that. I don't even want a puppy. So it's just not wow. on, okay. on my radar, and- you know. Yeah. So my and you're right. Right. You can't show you can't text everyone. Oh, my baby died down smiling. What is it called? Frown face. And everyone goes, oh, it's OK. You know, you can <laughs> do that with a dog. My dog died. And you, everyone got a lot says, of, you got a lot. Of, you got a lot of attention. I, I will tell you that. Yeah. When did you like when did you feel certain in this decision? Because I want to get to that place where either way, I'm certain the, the, the painful part is the the doubt that is creeping into my thoughts right now. That's what I can't tolerate. I know. And like I like. I want to be you. I want to be I sure selling I, arenas I with my friend. Come on. So sometimes I like, I don't, I don't say this in like a, a bragging way. I, I feel for people that are uncertain. I feel really lucky that I'm certain. Like I, mm. I like the, the women I feel for are, are a, the women who really want children so badly and either can't physically, or they don't have a partner and they don't you know want to do it alone. And, and the women that are like unsure because it's such a huge decision. I mean, I just, I feel like you should be so sure because it, it takes over your whole life, your whole life changes. Like, so it feels like a shouldn't be on the fence kind of thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I will say that I don't think that I ever really wanted them. Like I never felt it in my like gut or my heart, my soul, wherever you feel things. I, I just, what that feels like. I just kind of like probably assumed I would when I was younger, you know, yeah. you're like high school, college, but never like yearned for it. Then my friends all start, my friends started having babies. So I would say like I had one moment with an ex that I like really did love. And he was like playing with a kid or whatever. I was like, oh, he'd be such a good dad. But I still it wasn't like we should do with that. Right. And so, then you left him. Yeah, then I left him. I moved away. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I will say so we we dated like maybe like six or so years ago. I mean, I think I definitely knew then because I remember him. I remember asking him and really liked that he said like I could definitely not have kids you know what I mean like oh, I feel I would like love that even if my, then if my girlfriend like, said that to me I would get so what yeah and I was like cool because I I think you know what I, I guess maybe that is a moment I mean maybe this was I was like 30 like maybe 30 31 and I think maybe in that moment I did realize it because that was the answer I preferred over mm-hmm. like I definitely want to have a family mm-hmm Right. Even though I always, even though I was new and I never thought I wanted kids, but I mean, maybe that like solidified it when I was with this person and at that point was super in love with, like, couldn't my, imagine my life without him. Mm-hmm. And for him to say, like, I don't think I want kids. Like, and for me to feel like a sense of relief. <sighs> Prince Charming. <laughs> I said to her the other day, I was like, you know, imagine like we just have all of our money for like us. We just go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just yeah. go on vacations. Like we spend a summer on the Amalfi coast. We, we have a chef. Like I just was like, imagine we have all this money. We have a chef. We're flying private. Like this is the dream. Imagine we have this life. And she's like, I, 
she started laughing. She was like, well, I would be waiting for the next part of life. Like I would, I would feel like, yeah, the, the, I would feel like the good part of life is not there yet. I'm like the good part of life to me is like being on the Amalfi coast. Uh, that's so funny that you use the Amalfi coast for, for an example. I did that with Raina once where we were talking about dating, you know, guys with, with money and without money, yeah. you know, or, you know, somewhere between right. of course. Right. And uh, I was like, I forget what I said, but my quote was like, who's paying for the Amalfi Coast? I mean, like, A, we can, but like, I don't feel like paying for you too. Right. Like, I, if, you, <laughs> if you can't pay your way to the Amalfi Coast, what are we doing? I, I um, mean, come on. You don't want to have a bit. You know what would be, would make the Amalfi Coast awful? A baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't even picture a baby. When like, you like, imagine Italy, do you think about a fucking baby? Your girlfriend no, does. My girlfriend does. It's amazing. We have more questions people wrote in with. Okay. I really like this girl that I've gone on a few dates with, but she's such a slow texter. Is this really where it ends? Oh my God. I dated a slow texter once. It was absolutely awful. But the issue for, for me with this one is that if you're someone that can tolerate this, like I know how I act and I would be spinning out and I don't want to I don't want to spin out like so I want to be with someone that can text that that actually matters to me at the start of a relationship. That's such a big part to me at the start of a relationship. So one million percent. I feel like this is really coincidental that this came up because I've been discussing it a lot. I just you can't build momentum and like flirty, like a like flirty banter with a slow texter. Like, yeah, that's how it starts. And like you and me, I mean, we're like comedians, like we need the funny banter and the texting yeah. and stuff like that. And it's just kind of, you know, Raina gets in these situations and it's just nonstop texting all the time. And I am like, that's kind of what I want. I mean, that's how it, anybody that I've really succeeded with romantically or in a relationship, like we have that. And I, texting is one of the main forms of communication. So people are like, I'm bad at texting. What? You can't say that. You can't You're say not I'm bad at texting. You're a shitty person. Sorry. Yeah. So, so I like, I understand people have lives. Like I, I really, I really do get it. I, I also a slow texter. What are we talking here? Is, does this person, does she respond an hour later or is it like days? Like, I don't know what she's talking, but like this Give actually me a break I, with the slow texting. Your job's not that demanding. I mean, but Yes. And I do. I get it though. Like every once in a while you're like, I, I was in the zone, but like all the time I couldn't do it. I went on a couple of days with this guy and I just feel like it fizzled out because we couldn't keep the momentum up texting between dates. Like I, I wasn't no, it's he, not like, okay because I get like turned on texting, flirting, like it can, yeah. can, it can get into sexting, you know, and it doesn't need to sending be a voice note Ashley. all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's your daddy? Um, but it's, it's, it sucks. And I think that if you really like somebody and you're like, it's hard for me to find people I like, and I connect with, and like, how important is it? Like you can see it through if they're showing up for you in person, if they're not just like ghosting out for days, they're just a little slower on the uptake. Like I think see it through. And this is always something that they could improve on too. If they really want to make you happy, like potentially you can meet in the middle. Like I do think some people really want to text all day, every day. They don't have demanding anything. They can just be there on the text. And I think there's some people that like have a way busier type of life. Like people that are going to work out can, can meet somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah, I, I'm not asking for the, for 24 hours a day. I, I don't, I actually, when it's overboard like that, I actually right. think you can lose, you can lose the, the steam. Like it needs to be yeah. a really good, 
you need to hit that middle ground because when you're when you do overkill, you actually like dampen the flame that'll be there in person. You just have to kind of just every every little bit stoke the fire. Well, and also. Yes, I totally agree. There's way too much. Like I was talking to this guy a few months back that I was like, he's a perfect communicator. Like it's, it's, I don't know what he, he figured it out. Like it's just enough. It's not too much, you know, like we didn't live in the same city. So we weren't going to be making a bunch of plans. Like, I guess I just don't, I really don't like waiting like hours from a text back from someone that I'm dating, someone that was like been inside me recently. You know, I just don't. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's awful. I mean, I remember I was dating this girl once who she would text back like it would be like an 11 hour thing. Yeah. I I mean, I recently had this situation with this guy and we parted ways and I said, like, did you get did you get back? okay? because he had driven like kind of far to see me and he didn't text me back for two days. I was like, what? Like it it, for two days, two days. Like, and he was like, it's been a crazy two days. I was like, I mean, I think he had some stuff going on. So crazy. You don't look at your phone for 20 (laughs) seconds. I just, to me personally, and this is my, I feel like my superpower is that I really only like people that like me. If I'm not about a chase, like if you don't like me, I don't like you. I don't want it. It's Uh, actually got it all figured out. Huh? It's a, it's a turnoff to me. If you're not into me, like, I don't want, I don't want it. Wow. You, you really have some good like these beliefs really support you in happiness. So it's like turns me off. Like I, you weren't excited to text me back. You aren't into me and not even this. I'm just in general, like right, this right. guy aside, I think he's got some stuff going on, but it, you're not, it, it, why do I want you if you don't want me? Like that's not going to work right. either. Right. It's, and it's not the, especially two days is not the amount of time that keeps you wanting more. That's like, should I call the police? I really was like, he died. Yeah, that that's that is so unacceptable. And the other thing is you ever you ever around someone who says they're a bad texter. And then when you're with them in person, you see that they're always on their phone. Oh, my God. (laughs) And every time they then pick up their phone, I think, look, there's another moment you could have texted me back. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I mean, you're always on your phone. You're always on Instagram. You're always you're answering emails. Give me a break. You can't send one reply. I don't know what that is. I think there's something psychologically going on with these people and they should, they need to go talk to someone that they, that, that I don't they, want it. That, I don't want to deal with them. And I, you know exactly who I'm talking about right now, Olivia. So, <laughs> all right, let me do one more. Okay. This one is kind of interesting. I mean, what do you, you want to talk about sex or you want to talk about relationship? Uh, sex. Okay. So how do you ask your partner if they would be down for a threesome without making them feel very insecure and nervous? This is unlike anything we've ever done before. I mean, we think that if you're really so nervous, also I'm like, the girls got to eat collaborative. (laughs) Yeah. I I need to stop talking. We, the girls got to eat, believe that (laughs) me and my partner, right now. Um, Surprise, I'm a lesbian. Uh, so I also, I get, this could be any type of relationship. I've like listened to all your episodes. I I planted that seed at the start. I'm like, you ever think about the Amalfi Coast? You're like, that's so weird. I actually was talking about that the other day. I'm like, so, so was I. And my girlfriend wants kids and I don't actually. And you, you do identify as queer. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is happening. <laughs> this is, this is, this will play this as our wedding this video. This episode will be called uh, Turn, Turning Ashley Gay. <laughs> the nonchalance with which I asked if you eat pussy. Okay. So I'm wondering if it's, if it's, not that it totally matters, you know, these days, I'm just wondering if this is a woman or a man wanting to know if their other partner. Um, oh, I don't know. Like they said, guess, partner. Yeah, it doesn't they really just matter. said we. So we, 
we. I okay. would imagine. I would imagine it's someone dating a woman. Let's say that. Okay. Even so, if it's a woman dating a woman or a man or whatever. God, I was just that was the binary. Sorry, or whoever. No, I know. I I, I just want to like get it right. Fuck. I can't. I try my best. I guess so. I think a great way to bring something up that you're really nervous about is is a couple different ways. You could say you like heard this hot thing on this podcast, or you could say you had a dream. Like I just think the dream is such the way to to do a ton of things. I think it's a way to get out of get out of the friend zone. Like it's just a way to tease. Like that is clever. Like you could say. You could say I had a dream that we had a threesome. Like, I mean, hopefully their their reaction isn't like, oh, gross, never. Oh my god, how could you even dream about it? And you're subconscious, yeah, like, right. But I, if you get even like a little bit of a like, oh, tell me more. I think mm-hmm. you have opened your partner up to like discussing it. Yeah, I, that is a good. Yeah, anything that puts the onus outside of yourself. Yeah, so, you know, so- I I read this thing, whatever. Yes. Like blame it on something. Blame it on your subconscious. Blame, blame, it, on, on, blame it on Instagram. Instagram was telling me to have a threesome. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that a lot of people, obviously the, the fear is that you, your partner thinks they're like, not enough. You want to fuck somebody else. You want to hook right. up with somebody else. Right. So a lot of it is like framing that we had Ian Kerner on. He's like an incredible sex therapist and he has a book. I think this might be in the book. Tell me about the last time you had sex. Yeah. So if you want more, you could dive into that book. It's intense. The book, but you could try to find this excerpt, but he had a couple that came in and the man really wanted a a threesome and the woman didn't. And it was bringing up a lot from her trauma or past or whatever that she just felt like he didn't want her enough. He wanted to like fuck another woman and, or no, maybe he wanted to do with another man. I can't remember exactly. Bottom line, his, his thing with wanting to have a threesome was that he just wanted to see her be like desired by somebody else. He wanted to like see someone else's hands all over her. Like it was more about like centering her and like seeing Mm. her in this like really desired. It was all about her, honestly. And she just didn't think that at all. She just thought that like he was going to fuck somebody else in front of her. And when they were able to like discuss that. So people's minds automatically go to like a bad place. If that's not something they thought of and they're like threesomes bad, that means something's wrong with the relationship. And it just doesn't have to mean that. So I'm more interested. Yeah, I that makes sense to me. My the can of worms, I would imagine it opening is more so after the threesome. Yeah, I I mean, I I think that's a whole other thing of who do you like do it with? You know, I right think that it's there if you're if if you're interested in like a sex party, that could be a good thing to do, too. Like if. Yeah. So couple that has never done anything in kink. And you're asking how to bring up a threesome. Go to a sex party. I think um, so. You think? Yeah. Isn't, were you, isn't that were you way being more, sarcastic? Yeah. Isn't that way more aggressive? No. Se- se- sex party. What's that? Like, what is that? Well, there. You don't have to do anything. One. And oh, oh, watch. You could watch. A lot of people watch. I mean, and they're also just so much consent. Like it's people don't even. They're not going to touch you without asking first. Like okay. even like a, a I see light touch. So I think that that. I think it's super sexy and it, you're, no, you're right. You're right. Like it's not an orgy. I'm not saying go to an orgy. I'm saying I take go back, to like I take back my comment. I, I see and, what you're saying. And the person who wants the threesome, I don't know. I, I, everybody's different. I think some people could be like, I want to threesome wholeheartedly and I know what it's all about and I want it. Some people just think they may want it. And then maybe they would go to a sex party and be like, actually, that was enough for me. And I don't really want this anymore. Like, right. why do you want it? Like, what's, what are you envisioning? Like, 
those are the things too, but just to start the conversation, totally. I think saying you had a dream about it or something is good just to like gauge their reaction. And if their reaction is like, holy shit, <laughs> oh my God, like then, then not great. Didn't go great, but also they could come around to it in a couple of days. Maybe they had an initial reaction that isn't necessarily how they feel deep down. Right. And I like what you're saying that like the language of a threesome might be a placeholder language for just like wanting to explore kink in any way where hundred percent, if you're, you know, even in some sort of observational manner, participating in something that feels like it's defying your kind of conventional sexual dynamic, like that can be exciting. And, you know, things might come up from that that you're not expecting. A hundred percent. That too is that the threesome could exactly just be something they came up with just that actually just means I want to do more adventurous stuff in the bedroom. Totally. So, and that could be, you could watch a little porn together, you know, read a little erotic content. There's like quizzes out there. You can give your partner, like there's so many tools today to figure out what the, what each other is into. Like, I'm sure the partner that's not interested or that we know of in the threesome has some stuff they want to do too. Yeah. That, that partner is definitely interested in something. Yeah. Like if they, if the one partner that wants a threesome is like, I want a threesome. What if the other partner is like, well, I wanted to peg you. So let's talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I think people are like also caught up in like whether or not saying something makes right or wrong. And it's like when we can let go of the judgment around conversation and just be open, you know, like it's not to be like, it's 2022, but like, you know, let go of the, the conventional relationship standards and norms that like you learned growing up and like just be open to being in conversation about these things. Yeah. I mean, and th- a threesome is kind of like a low level like that. I don't think that anyone has, well, I don't know ever again, everybody's different, but most people have thought about it. Right. Oh have, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. It's not, it's not the kinkiest thing in the world. Right. Totally. You've definitely, I mean, come on, everyone's thought about it. Like, did you guys, like, I'm like, did you, did you guys watch wild things back in the day? No, they're probably, I'm aging myself, but I, no, that but was like, the, yeah, of oh. course. Like, it's like thinking about this as like the green level on a ski slope. You've definitely, it's crossed your mind. It's easy. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's an okay analogy. I um, loved it. Thank you so much, Ashley. When are your next shows? For Girls Gotta Eat, we have at the end of the month, we're in Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver. Seattle and Vancouver sold out. There's still some tickets left in Portland. And then we have shows in May and Pittsburgh and Kansas City, St. Louis and Indianapolis. Those are not all in May. Those are coming up. They're not all together. And Detroit and tickets left Detroit, Kansas City, some of those cities. And then we have Toronto. And then we're going to take a little bit of a break. But I also do stand up all the time. And if you're in New York, I'm usually at the stand. And you can usually just look at the stand NYC, their website. And I'm usually all over it. Is your Instagram Ashley Hesseltine? It's Ash Hess. Ash Hess. Yes, on Twitter and Instagram, A-S-H-H-E-S-S. Cool. Thank you, Ashley. And then, of course, listen to Girls Gotta Eat. Wherever you of course, listen, listen to Girls Gotta Eat. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug Girls Gotta Eat in the intro. Oh, perfect. This is yeah. so fun. Thanks for Yay. having me. I'm a lesbian now. <laughs> Thank you. Ashley's a lesbian. 